Ladies and gentlemen, dogs and fleas, pull up a chair and sit on your knees, for we have a story to tell you we're still learning about. Welcome to Talk the Walk. I am Henry Moses. And I'm Gabriel Moses, and we are super happy to be here with you, and thank you for joining us wherever you may be. Yes, thank you very much. Gabe, I'm super happy to see you today. How's your week so far? It's good. Yeah? I'm having a good week. Yeah? Having a good week. Soupy good? Good? Like, what level are we talking about? It's pretty good. Soupy good is pretty stellar good. Soupy good is stellar good. So I'm not going to... That's... Hmm. There's challenges and stuff. Work is getting a little looser. Thank goodness. And then uh, the renovation on the house is getting super soup. That's soupy close. That being is soupy done. close. It's soupy yeah. close to being done. We're like ninety eight. It's looking good. So your your house had <laughs> it, it's awesome. His house is really cool. Um, but it was when was it built? Like seventy something. So it had the pink and blue toilets. Yep. Pink and blue toilets and in my I house. I think, did it have pink and blue faucets, or not faucets, but sinks and things of the that sinks, nature? The sinks, the tile was yeah. peach, blue, that baby bluish kind Which of is actually, I noticed whenever I was over there yesterday, and I walked in the garage to grab a Big Red, Big Red instead. <laughs> That's what I say. <laughs> That's our motto, our family motto, Big Red instead. But I walked into the garage to, to grab one. Uh-huh. And I saw the a bunch of toilets. The pink and the blue toilets <laughs> out there. Y'all going to sell those, We right? are going to sell yeah. them. There are yeah. people who apparently will pay yeah. for these ugly, gnarly, blue, They'll pay some. I think we looked it up. Was it like 500 or more. something like that? Even more than that. Possibly. So that I, is what I, y'all I, are going to... Are y'all going to list them on eBay? Um, well, we've got a friend who uh, she's in with the crowd that tends to like that type of... Okay. Is eclectic the word? Uh, geriatric, is that the word? Uh, uh, disco? Disco be my word. would be the word you use. <laughs> I mean, it, there's a there's a group of people that like that type, and she's in with those types, and yeah. and she knows decorators and all that stuff, yeah. and they may want it. So we've checked in with her first, but then, yeah, yeah. eBay. See, I'm from the 70s, but I'm not of the 70s. Praise the Lord. Kind of like we're in the world, but not of the world. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I think the seventies are. That was to me. I'm like, I can get with the fifties. Yeah, even maybe a little bit of the sixties. I and I'm like, and let's just move on to the eighties. I don't know about the sixties. The sixties, I, I to me, it goes. Is in, that too close to the seventies? Yeah, it's too close. So like, that was the grip. free love movement and all the. <laughs> You know, everybody getting high and and that kind of carried over into the seventies. Yeah. And, yep. You know, it set the tone for the seventies. The eighties, instead of doing acid, we just wore acid wash jeans. You know? Yeah. See, so that's all right. Don't say we tight rolled them and mm. did the. Oh, I guarantee you had them. I think I, you came home and acid washed baby overalls. I don't even believe that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you just make so. it up because I wasn't conscious, I mean, you can't argue really. with it. You don't know. I'm pretty sure mom wouldn't do that to me. Oh, yeah. You had that. You had a little tinfoil hat on. It's great. Mom loved me too much. Yeah. Yeah, but we were poor. So, you know, you just had to take what you get, which means you're probably wearing corduroy bell-bottom baby outfit. That that makes more sense. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I was. <laughs> yeah. uh, I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember I got corduroy bell-bottoms <clears throat> when I was... No, what great! I think I was in fourth grade or something like that, and I thought, and it was hand me downs from somebody at church, mm-hmm. and I thought, what in the world? <laughs> is did you like them or did you? Heck, get, no, I see, didn't like them. I didn't like corduroy ever, right? And and I'm like, and then you put bell bottoms on them, even even worse. Oh my god! But to me, I was like, why? And I had would, to go to school in those things. It was yeah, Christian school, thankfully. Like, but why would you make me wear these when you could let me wear blue jeans? Yes, because they were free. That's my position to this day. I've got blue jeans. Now, for work, I wear yeah. something different. But keep I don't. blue jeans. I'm not wearing corduroy. Like we're we're. Do they still sell at corduroy lunch. at the store? Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. You can find corduroy. Yeah, there's some stuff. Probably like popular. corduroy jackets, I think. Or I actually think those are kind of cool. Yeah, I, I like had that. a hat that was corduroy. Yeah, that's too much corduroy. Yeah, I don't know, but I mean the bell bottoms. The yeah. jacket, I'm down with. 
As Jackets are cool. I, I almost would be like, you got style. If pants, you I can't get bored with that. Maybe a lady could wear corduroy pants and pull them off like a fashion. Ladies can almost get away with yeah. anything. Yeah. But we are men. No, no. Yeah, men, it doesn't men, work. Men don't get to wear just whatever. No. I'm, I'm getting that Staying Alive song stuck in my head. Uh-huh. That's on my playlist. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, uh, uh. Yeah, Staying Alive. You see John Travolta strutting down the street. Some 70s bell-bottom boy. Yeah. With like platform shoes. The BBB. Goldfish, like glass platform shoes with goldfish oh, swimming around inside of them. That's the dumbest thing ever. I always thought you were going to break the shoe. Plus the fish. What are you going to, you can do that to a oh, fish? Oh. I don't even, I don't care. A fish to me is soulless, but still it's alive. Yeah. You wouldn't stick a cat in there. I don't, don't know. I just don't want there. goldfish in my shoes. I, yeah. Anyway, good grief. Yeah. So back to the toilets and stuff. So your yeah. house is looking great. Yeah. That's about finished up. <laughs> yeah. So we're sitting there thinking, how in the world did we end up down this path? It's so easy to do. <clears throat> it's but so easy. your house is looking great. It's yep. super, super happy. We're, yeah, super. We were, we were having our, we, so we have a, our Bible study over there. And there for a while, you guys is. You, we were having to, y'all had to make a little section of your bedroom to be a spot to study, to be a spot where we could uh, all yep. sit down and do because all it was the rest only of it everything be, else there banging away oh. dust and paint particles in your lungs, breathing it in. Mm. It was not, oh gosh, that was tough because you guys got married in June last year. Yeah, so this is what they say some of the hardest times in marriage are one, blended families. Trying to bring together two blended families. Mm-hmm. Two, first year of marriage. Yep. And three. A house renovation. Doing a house renovation. Yep. Y'all were doing all of that in the first year. Together. And I like to think we made it look easy. I think so. I I'll like give it. you that. I, we, uh, it didn't, it didn't stress to me. No. It like, seemed like y'all just pretty much rolled through it. I mean, I don't think y'all seemed like any, any different than any other marriage. Yeah. I mean, we sure bicker. We can bicker. Yeah, because y'all kind of the same type person. I mean, so you even have the same shape heads. I just never <laughs> like it when you say that. Poor Carrie. <laughs> Poor Carrie. You want to say that. No, you're the same type person. You said same type head. Shape. 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 Definitely not look. But the shape. She don't look like my shape of head. Yeah. We were just talking about that the other day when I was hanging out over there. And it was just as silly then as it is now. I mean, y'all both have oval heads. I think most people do. I guess I don't know what that's like because mine's a big <laughs> round head. <laughs> so the house is almost done. Yeah, the house is almost <laughs> done. So you're super happy about that. Yep, yep. Well, I tell you, I went through... I went through a bit of a weekend. It was a rough weekend. And I, you know, you, I told you a little bit about that. Uh, but cool thing... I was, I was, and I guess this can kind of transition over, but I was kind of, kind of bummed out. Really, you know, what's funny with me, Gabe, whenever I make mistakes or even if somebody wrongs me, mm-hmm. if I feel like I've been wronged yeah. and I don't handle it right, I'm, I get more upset about how I handled it mm-hmm. than I do about the, the fact that the person wronged me. And then it kind of compounds. Okay. So I'm still a little bit frustrated about the person. And now I'm also working through, I don't, I feel like I could have handled it better. Kind of bringing on the condemnation. You got both both now to deal with rather than just one. Compounding condemnation. Like that is a bad deal. You don't need that. And so I was kind of doing that over the weekend a little bit. And I ended up watching a documentary. I was praying about it, which... That's always a good thing, mm-hmm. and and uh, and so I'm sitting there, kind of praying about it, and then I'm just decide I'm shutting myself off to the world over the weekend. I'm just gonna. It's easy to do, especially as a single person. Mm-hmm. You know, as a married person with fifty kids, yep. Y'all have to. You you got to. You got to stay in the fight up. all yeah. day. So cool thing. I think that you got to stay in the fight. Obviously, there are times for rest, deliberate rest. I think, but. I think to just shut yourself down just because you feel, you, you, you kind of pouting, 
Yeah, it's easier to do. You it's sure a bad can. idea. You, you kind of just end up wallowing. Well, in. you don't want to pout with somebody staring at you. Yeah. It looks ridiculous. Yeah. You're sitting there doing nothing, and and people can tell when you're in a way. So if they, they, they see you pouting and being sad, depressed, call it whatever you want, but mm-hmm. it doesn't look good. It don't look good on anybody, but if nobody's there to see it, you, then, you could uh, just sit and do that for a bit. You can sit there and wallow in it. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, you can sure do it. And so that's what I was doing a little bit of last weekend. And and I watched this doc. So it was Hall of Fame, NFL Hall of Fame, or Pro Football Hall of Fame weekend. Mm-hmm. And there's this guy, Sam Mills. And we don't have enough time to really tell his whole story. But I knew who he was because I've always been a big fan. But I didn't know who he was Mm -hmm. and there was a documentary on him on nfl network and he this dude everybody talking this dude was five foot nine inches tall linebacker in the nfl that's crazy short and so it it was insanely hard for him to get accepted into the nfl Mm -hmm. even though he was better than most hit harder than most ran faster i mean he just was always in the right place Amazing player. Mm-hmm. It took years for him to get in there. And then even with the shortened career, because of it taking so long for him to get in there, he ends up in the Hall of Fame. And the big reason was because the the players that talked about him, other Hall of Fame players that talked about him said they never heard him approach a situation with the attitude of can't. Mm-hmm. He never had a negative negative attitude. And he was always kind to those around him. People just that they it lifted their day to be around him. And so that that was kind of convicting to me. And then he had a phrase, which the Carolina Panthers now sew into their uniforms because that's who he played for, mm-hmm. um, that said, keep pounding. Yep. And I mean, just since since then, I mean, I've just you, thought you felt that. I do numerous times a day. I'll just think, keep pounding. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and I'll I'll thank the Lord and I'll remember, and it just kind of helps me to recenter, mm-hmm. recenter, and be like, okay, this isn't as big of a deal. And even if it is a big of a deal, life goes on. Yeah, you keep pounding. You're not gonna having a negative attitude doing these types of things, which. That kind of leads into, that's why I wanted to kind of tell that story. It kind of leads into what we're talking about today, which is handling failures. Yeah. And there's all types of failures, Gabe. There's there's fried shrimp. There's coconut shrimp. Oh, wait. No, sorry. I'm getting off track there. Shrimp Shrimp scampi. Shrimp stew. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I know. That was a bad joke. I know you're sitting there listening and shaking your heads right now. That's okay. I hope you are. That's why. Yeah. (laughs) But... um, there are all kinds of different failures, and they they scale all the way down from, you know, rather than turning on the light and to go to the bathroom and you end up stubbing your toe, mm-hmm. uh, you know, to, to barking at your spouse, to mm-hmm. to walking away from your family, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. um, to murder, and now you're in prison, to, they're just, they really range, there's all sorts of levels a failure to have not put in the proper preparation time to do a podcast. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and it's, and it's so in preparing for this game, we were kind of you and Carrie and I all kind of sat around and just talked about it. Mm-hmm. And I think this is really just more of a, more of a discussion point than a, than a linear discussion. So let's just let's just kind of talk through it and see. What does that mean, linear? Kind, kind of a rather than a rather than structured. Uh, yeah, structured and okay. and okay. What's a diagram? God, what's the outlined? Outlined. Good. Not, okay. I can't get the word in my head. Yes. Okay. Rather than outlined, so I know. I mean, let's just start from right there. I know whenever over the weekend. And it doesn't happen to me often, but you know, being single most of my life, for me, from my viewpoint, it's so easy. And and I've talked about my 30s and 20s a little bit, and I've kind of grown out of it over time. But it's just uh, like you were saying a little bit ago, it's the easiest thing in the world as a single person yep. to isolate. And I want to kind of hear about how 
how you, whenever you approach the different failures or different things like that happen to you from your perspective as non-single and living with people. <laughs> but, but for me, so I just kind of shut my debt self down. I beat myself up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, Let Satan work on you a little bit. Yeah. And joy does come with the morning. So a lot of the times I know I just have to make it into in the morning. Yeah. Yes. But you're wise to know that. Yeah. Some, but that's know. from being in my forties. Right. That's from going through the twenties and thirties and realizing that having those, those yep. horrible thoughts and, yes. you know, thankfully I lived long enough to realize, okay. No, I'm going to wake up tomorrow. Yes. And I'm going to actually feel better. Yeah. Than I do right now. Yeah. Boy, the nighttime, Satan, that is his playground. Mm-hmm. I have experienced so much fear and doubt at night, the late hours, than I ever do in the daytime. For mm-hmm. some reason, I just don't struggle that hard in the day, historically in my life, as I do at night. Mm-hmm. He seems to have free access to, to not free access, but just a little more access to my silly emotions yeah and the thoughts cross my mind of this and that of of all sorts of failure at night but joy does come in the morning but you're you know you're far farther far enough down the road now that you know that so you get to you get to go all right i'm gonna feel like crap right now but i'm gonna wake up Mm -hmm. in the morning Mm -hmm. and god is gonna do a different thing and it is gonna be a new day so I think that's the first thing to realize in any moment when addressing failure is, hey, even if all today stinks, there is always tomorrow, or unless the Lord chooses to take you home at night. But odds are I've got tomorrow morning. It's in your favor. It's not a bad thing to just take a step back yeah. and say, okay. But then what do you think? I mean, do you think sitting around, th- you know, kind of lounging out, chilling, watching TV, mm-hmm. kind of numb your mind, or diving into the scripture, going out, hanging out with friends, you know, maybe trying, especially as a single person, not to isolate yourself, mm-hmm. you know. Um, Being which, fully aware. That which I do. did do over the weekend. Yeah. Yep. Um, I just kind of, Saturday, I just was kind of bummed about the way some things had gone and, mm-hmm. and had plans for the evening and canceled those and just said, yeah. I'm going to kick it at home. And, yep. And, uh, and then Sunday I worked through it and I, and that, and I'm not even saying that's necessarily wrong, but I think, I think the quicker you can address it and put it in its proper place, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes we do need, just need a, a time to recover, but I think the shelf life would be shorter the sooner you address it. That's it. You know, the sooner you recognize it for what it is and having, like I, like I say, for me, the idea is keep pounding Mm -hmm. no matter what I'm working on, no matter what I'm doing, no matter what mistakes I make, no matter how someone does me wrong or no matter if I feel like someone did me wrong and then they didn't, I'm going to keep pounding, which to me, means keeping myself in check, keeping my self-centered mm-hmm. and focused on God, mm-hmm. focused on how I'm representing him in that moment as I walk through this little hardship or large hardship. And like you say, the sooner you can bring that into focus, in the check, then you can... Then you can address it with the person mm-hmm. on a much more even keel. Or you can address it with yourself, mm-hmm. but you can take it to God. Because, because the thing is, and this is, brother, something that I have to remind myself of all the time, is that you are going to fail. Mm-hmm. That is the thing. You, it's going to happen. Whether it's intentional, whether it was an intentional, uh, you know, a, a deliberate thought out or just an accident, and it's just because you were unprepared, whatever the case may be, it's going to happen. Well, failure is a special brand of hurt. It's not like, you know, some, you know, somebody did something to you. There's all kinds of ways of hurt in life. 
And and a lot of them are what somebody did to you. And when I experience pains, a lot of them, I'm like, they're things that were done to me in my time here. Mm-hmm. And I'm going, man, that that was so unfair. Mm-hmm. But failure, that's why I say it's a special brand of hurt because it means you asserted yourself toward a goal and missed. And so it just points the finger right back at yourself, right? That hurts. That's hard because you go, I tried and I didn't do good. <laughs> yeah, so you, <laughs> you feel know, I did, sense I did of shame. A, I did a bad job and I'm a... I'm a loser. I can't seem to get it right, especially if it's a repeat failure. And you just you feel, feel that that sense of, well, why should I keep on trying if I can't do it? And it hurts to know, well, in your heart, you're just saying, I, I don't think I can do it. And then, you know, for me personally, I have to, watch Rocky four mm-hmm. and go, yeah, you don't quit. You never, never, never quit. But sometimes I just don't think about that. And I just go, I, I'm not ever going to be what I want to be at, um, my work or drumming, which mm-hmm. I used to love to drum a lot. And, uh, or I'm never going to be married that was on my mind for a long, mm-hmm. long time. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I just, and I would try to get a date. I would try to be a cool dude, hoping something is just how it works. Mm-hmm. You've got to be a, or a mean guy. I'm like, well, shoot, I don't even know how to be a mean dude. So I have no clue how to get where I'm trying to go here. And it, you know, felt, it felt personally rejected. Yeah. Rejecting of myself. I'm it's like, a type of losing hope. You, if not is, handling uh, correctly. There's a hopelessness in there with failure. And with failure, I think the more emphasis you put on how others perceive you, the more strength it gives to failure oh, yeah. to beat you down. Oh, yeah. And not that, you know, it's so, so funny. That's kind of a funny thing that I've wrestled with over years is not, I want to care about what people think. But I don't want to care about what people think. Yeah. Yeah, right. Secretly. Because you want to care about the person. Mm -hmm. And you don't want to be arrogant and thinking that someone can't speak into your life because you don't care what they think, right? Mm -hmm. That's not the point you want to get to. That's anti-biblical. But their weights, their words should never carry more weight than the Word of God. Which... Which we decided. Or their opinions. In, in talking. Or your perceived opinions. Right. Go ahead. In talking, the three of us, you, Carrie, and I, we did kind of come to the conclusion that that was, that was the way to combat a continuous cycle of failure. And what did we say here? Um, let me find it. Bear with me. Yeah. You would combat, combat failure with the truth. Mm-hmm. The Lord hasn't given me a spirit of fear, but of love, power, and sound mind. Right? So if that's not what you're experiencing, then you can recognize. And so for me, the you little trigger words that, that I use are keep pounding. But that is ultimately what it leads me to thinking about is, wait a minute, no, this is what not what God has for me. This, this is not, not how he would this have me to it. be handling this situation. And it, boom, it slams me right back into gear. The truth. Just finding those words. And I'm not saying keep pounding is the words for everybody. It is for me just because that spoke Mm -hmm. to me in that moment. Mm -hmm. But like you say, maybe it's power, love, sound, mind. Those could be trigger words. Sound, mind. Think about that. I mean, think about that. You're going through a, a moment. You're having a trigger point. You're being triggered. And you... Answer that trigger point with power, love, sound, mind. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's gonna shorten the shelf life, isn't it? Yeah, that 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 Satan has planned to to bring you down just for a certain period of time 
he's going to stretch out as long as he can. Our job as a Christian who walks in faith and in love and in discipline is going to be to shorten the shelf life of what Satan does to us, mm-hmm. what his plan is. He, he's going to he's going to constantly have that shelf life designed for us, and we have to recognize it sooner than later mm-hmm. as we get older and wiser and speak truth. Mm-hmm. You know, I kind of think of there's this there's this movie. You remember that movie Gladiator a long time ago? How could I forget? The boxing movie and oh that gladiator yeah 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 that one's I know everybody too. thinks most the, people yeah yeah right Russell Crowe not the gladiator but you, just gladiator you think of I Russell Crowe yeah the now this one's one. from like I think the early nineties and so Brian Dennehy's of course the bad guy he's one of the greatest bad guys ever yeah oh yeah and and this young boxer is having to fight him they're both boxers but Ben Dennehy's kind of the the head of this little elite, underground this underground boxing organization mm-hmm. well they end up fighting each other. Mm-hmm. And Dennehy's pounding this dude, right? I mean, just beating him senseless. Oh, yeah. Poor little guy. And all of a sudden, the, the dude's getting his face is torn up, all this stuff. And then he just whips into focus, comes back, and his eyes open up. And, mm-hmm. and you can tell it's game time. Yeah. That's kind of what it's. That's almost the visual that I get in my head. That was such a cheesy scene as I think about it. Yeah, but it's but still, it was really cool. Still, so it was good. so good. <laughs> but that's the visual that I kind of get in my head whenever I think keep pounding. Almost like it wicks me, like it wakes me up, yeah. like getting that smelling salt under your nose. Wait, mm-hmm. what are you doing here? Wake up, man! Snap to it. Yep. And for me, those words, but almost, but same thing. Power, love, sound, mind. Mm-hmm. Power, love, sound, mind. Yep. You know, like taking that smelling salt and sticking it right under your nose don't, and saying, don't you no, God has yep. not given me a spirit of fear. Yeah. Which is ultimately, which is ultimately, no, no one's knocking on the door. We're in the living room doing the podcast <laughs> Henry was, today. Henry was pounding the table. I was pounding the, the table. With the, what'd you call it? Big Keep sausage pounding. fingers. Yeah, that's Keep right. Keep on pounding. Keep pounding. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> I wonder what that'll sound like later. We'll find out. Uh, but it's... uh. But it's a, it's a, uh, it's a, it's a smelling salt of sort. Mm-hmm. And I, and, and like you were saying earlier, the truth again, is, yeah, right. The truth shall set you free, right? It'll you free. set you free. It'll set you free. Yes, the sir. truth will set you free. So addressing that, recognizing it, disciplining ourselves not to. Sit there and wallow in it. In failure, yeah. That's about, brother, that's been my focus all week. So I think this is a timely topic. In your life. Yeah. I mean, it, it is, you always want to be growing. Mm-hmm. But sometimes, especially when we get later in life, it's easy to think, well, I've been this way my whole life, or I've handled this failure my whole life this way. So it's too late. Like it's already ingrained. It's already built in. Mm-hmm. As long as we're still breathing. It's not too late. It's not too late. And I love, you know what I love about cliche talk huh. is when I hit the point in my life where I was going, boy, that sounds so cliche. I was, you know, I was like, okay, I'm going to try to avoid saying that. But that was stupid. Because cliche talk is is that for a reason. That's why it stands the test of time. It goes on and on. People keep saying it. Well, because there's truth in it. Mm-hmm. There's real truth in that cliche talk that can start to go, well, it just feels like old hat. Mm-hmm. But it's like, no, that's real. And you you do. You you go through these things where it's, it feels, life feels a little cliche. Mm-hmm. But it's like, no, no. No, that's the, there's wisdom in that to say, all right, keep pounding, mm-hmm. keep pounding. Eventually, could sound cliche, but it's the, the truth is it means keep your chin up, keep on seeking, and you will find. Mm-hmm. Ask, and the door, or and it will be given, and knock, and the door will be opened. You hear those things; they're all over the place, but it's important to do. Seeking, you're going to find that. Don't don't let yourself get sucked into that black hole of failure. 
And we always try to remember failure is a part of success, right? Yes. That's cliche E. But it is. Yeah. Failure's not necessarily bad. And here's another cliche for it. You're not a failure until you stop trying. Right? Have you heard yes. that? Yeah. Because you're still in the race. You're still running. I'm looking something up that I want to read on. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you, you thought I was responding to a text, didn't you? I'm heck yeah. I, did. I was well, like, why you think well, that? I'm going to slap that phone right down out of your hand. But since you're looking. Well, this popped into my head. I'll let it go. It was by Samuel Beckett. I don't know who he is, but I just want to make sure he gets credit. I think he's an author maybe or something. Anyway, ever tried, ever failed. No matter, try again, fail again, fail better. Yeah. I like that saying. Yeah. We hear about the light bulb. You know, Thomas, yeah. Thomas, Thomas Edison, Edison making the light bulb. It took a thousand tries or yeah. 10,000 10, or whatever 000, it was. I think he said, yeah. 10 billion might as well have been. Yeah. You're like, ooh-wee, man. And all of a sudden, finally, the thing happens, and mm-hmm. now we all have it all around us. I love, I love that one because it mm-hmm. just means. And he even said, no, I didn't fail 10, 10,000 times. I found 10,000 ways mm-hmm. that it didn't work. It's perspective. But you then, know, you, I'm sorry, go ahead. You, you, you tie that mm-hmm. into what we yeah. as Christians do in the Bible, and you look at all of the opposition that came against Jesus in his life. I mean, he was up against people the whole way through. I, they were constantly coming against him. And it would be, he had to run away to not be killed. Man, your distractions on your side of the table are... Uh, I, I, anyway, <laughs> he he had to run away from things, try to not get killed mm-hmm. sometimes, and, and ultimately stand up against death. And it, it 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 was it was just so good he just never stopped doing his father's work mm-hmm. which if you try to be in a slump of failure and say the words at the same time i'm about my father's work you can't do it mm-hmm. try doing that try being in that mode of where Satan's got you and he's wanting to steal a weekend from you and say i have to be about my father's work Mm-hmm. They don't go together. They won't go. Depression, it can't stand up against that. I have to be about my father's work. Mm-hmm. But you got to say it. You got to believe it. You got to say it. Yeah. yeah you got to believe it. Keep pounding. You know, I my father's work. <laughs> no, yeah, that, that didn't work. That's stupid. NFL. Yeah. <laughs> yeah right. There's there's something else going on. Stupid. That didn't work. Soap opera. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know. You have to say it louder than whatever it is that you, you turn to normally. You have to trust it. Believe it. But it's kind of like Power, smiling. love, sound mind. Power, love, sound mind. Can you smile and be sad? It's almost impossible. Even if it's a uh, fake smile. It's hard. Yeah. It changes. Uh, if you smile, uh, it's going to put you in a different thing, right? Yeah. Yeah, it does. You know, think about this, Gabe. How many heroes... Do you think they're on the Bible? In the Bible? Yeah, How many heroes? Just, let's just make a guesstimation. If I had a guess, let's just call it a 300. Oh, yeah, 300. Yeah, because 100 seems short. Yeah, it does. <laughs> but you don't want to get carried away with let's it. Let's not get crazy, but it's probably so like... let's say 300-ish. 300 would be a kind of a lot, maybe. Yeah, maybe a lot. 200? Meet in the middle? 200. All right, mean, let's I just like say that. 200. Good compromise. <laughs> yeah. So 200 heroes in the Bible. Okay. Out of all those heroes, there's only one that did not fail. I love it, though. There's only one that didn't. That's right. And that's the one we turn to, lead to, because we know we will fail. But the point being, all these men and women that God used in his word Mm -hmm. as examples to us failed repeatedly. And the one that was... A man after God's own heart felt the worst. The, oh, it was so bad. David. Woo. No, I know. I mean, can you imagine? Can you imagine? I mean, look at, say David was but the president so of the United States right now doing that stuff. 
And we yeah. found out, oh, wait a minute. He went and found one of his soldiers' wives yeah. and had relations with her and got her pregnant. Mm-hmm. And then, like, again, envisioning that he's the president. Yeah. And then had him sent off to the front lines and killed because he wouldn't go in because he was too committed to his men yeah. to go in and be with his wife when they tried to bring him home, make it look like it was his baby. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Oh, it's so bad. Terrible, terrible. Poor it's so bad. Like, look at look at all the Clinton stuff, how big that all that scandal was. What, the Lewis And there wasn't thing? anybody even getting executed and, you know, sent to the front lines and the... Yeah. Yeah, the Lewinsky Just, stuff. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Think about how big that all blew up. Right? I mean, that was huge. Yeah. They still use sound bites from it today. I, know. I did not have relation, you know, and all that kind <laughs> of stuff. <laughs> you I can hear his voice. Fact. He is so stuck in I my did mind. in fact, have relations. Those relations. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. But, you know, look how big that blow. That thing was huge. I was a young man. And yeah, you still remember it. Yeah. I still remember it clear as day. Yeah. You know. Imagine if David. But this man is a biblical hero. Which one he are we talking failed. about? failed. King David. King David, yeah. But, but talking about any of them. The, the disciples failed repeatedly. Yeah. To think that we're not going to fail is setting ourselves up for failure in and of itself. Yes, it is. Because then when we get hit with that failure, when we do fail, it's just going to be like a sucker punch. Now, to expect it, to understand it, to learn from it, to learn better, again, like that saying, try again, fail again, fail better. Mm -hmm. Be better, to be better at it, to, to grow. We have the opportunity either to grow or... To, to essentially die from it. So you're saying like take the drama out of failing. Like Yeah. Yeah. Don't give it power that's not its. I guess the only failure, which I know this is one where I'm talking a lot, I guess it's because I'm working Roll through it, it a lot. But I'd love it, go ahead. But failure only has the strength that we give it. That's right. That's right. That's it. Yeah. So if we can recognize that in the moment then we can make the choice to give it no strength. Mm-hmm. Power, love, sound mind. It's very hard because you don't have an answer. That's the problem with failure. That's the challenge of it is, well, I don't have an answer. I like to have an answer. Me personally, I'm, I'm always about an answer. How do we solve this thing? Okay, so something's not right. How do we fix it? Mm-hmm. If someone's hurting, how can I help? We had a good friend of ours, Carol, Carolyn, go through something hard, and we just yesterday was tough on her. Mm-hmm. There was a financial challenge for her, and I'm like, "Oh my gosh, I just want to solve that problem. I just want to give her money." But I was like, "Shoot, man, I ain't got that much money." Mm-hmm. I I, I, point, yeah, yeah you, I'm sure you did mm-hmm. because you care, mm-hmm. and so I felt a little demoralized for her. I was like, "My friend, my friend," mm-hmm. I'm like, "I don't want you to be sad." Oh, she was crying. I was like, I can't take this. What could I do? Her boyfriend was hot. He got hot mad, Ooh. didn't he? But I stood up. I went around he the said, desk. You don't want this country boy to come to the city. To that, <laughs> yeah, to that to those mechanic people. shop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, which I'll always uh, love that saying. That so that, you don't want this country boy to coming come to, to the city. city. I was like, get it, son. <laughs> she was getting jerked around by yeah. some people. But all I could do was get up and give her a hug. And say, I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. But I hate not having an answer. And that's the thing about failure is we don't have an answer. Mm-hmm. It's, it feels so unfair. It's like, But I, we do have an answer. We, we, well, no. There, God has an answer. Yeah. We, that's right. We personally can't think of the answer sometimes. Maybe and, not to the situation, but we can have the answer to how we respond to it. Well, you can respond correctly, yeah. but doesn't mean it's a solution and going to make no. the problem just go away. But it and makes that's it, the heart. But that's it, it's almost like you fail, and then you fail to respond properly. Oh, so yeah. So that's kind of what I was talking about—the compound. No, right earlier. 
You know what I'm saying? I know that's not but what I'm, you're saying, but yeah, I'm saying I'm that's where I'm just kind of working through it. Like, that's where the compounding part happens. That's where your compounding thing is. Yep. All of our The failure yeah. part does come from thinking you don't have an answer for it. Or well, you don't have an answer, Russ. You don't. You haven't had an answer the last hundred times, or you didn't use the right answer, even though you knew the right answer. Oh, well, that's really hard. That's another topic. Yeah. Yeah, another topic yeah. of failure to be stuck with. You knew it, didn't do it, knew it, didn't do it, knew it, didn't yeah. do it, knew it, didn't do it. And then you're like, you know what? I'm 46 and I'm just an idiot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, then and of then course, it's even more. So you're say, failing to that. respond properly in that moment. Whereas so, if you just say, okay. Yeah. Here I go again, not on my own. That's right. <laughs> you know? Well, that's the whole thing in life anyway, period, is that how quickly do we turn our sight to God and go, wait a minute, God's, he's in control. He's in charge. Is it within seconds of a challenge or is it within minutes, hours, days, weeks, months, or years? Mm -hmm. How quick are we to turn straight to him and go, ooh, Jesus, be with me. Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm walking through the valley of the shadow of death right now. Mm -hmm. I don't have an answer and I'm in trouble. Or my friend is in trouble. My friend doesn't mm -hmm. know who you are, God. Please send somebody to show him or give me the words. I want to pray for mm -hmm. her, his or her salvation, you know, whatever. How quick are we to turn and put Jesus right there in the middle of it? it the answer to that is going to really determine the path of your life. You know, you think about a, you think if you compare it to a UFC fight. Okay. When you catch that punch. I love how your mind works. When you catch that punch and you hit the mat, mm -hmm. if you stay down on that mat for too long, what's going to happen? Game over. TKO or knockout. Yep. You're either going to get technical knockout mm -hmm. or knockout. They're going to punch you and kick you yep. so many times. Yep. They're going to get behind you and choke you out. That's going to be lights out. So what... What, well, what's like the fighter generally trying to do get the second up. they hit? They're trying to get, get up fast. fast. Yeah. And if you lay there, it's, it's over. Detrimental to your body. The odds of recovering from that fight are over. But I love your, what is that, an analogy? Mm hmm I love that because if you think about it, doesn't the fighter have to exercise and practice and train, and train yeah. a ton Tons. for the fight? Leading up to Here we go. Right. You got to do that. Now, that's a great point because you have to be prepared that's a great point they are prepared for the fact that they're very likely going to get knocked down that's right they know that the greatest fighters in the world what do i do when i get knocked down i remember for the longest time i can't remember how long the streak was for john jones mm -hmm. that he did not get knocked down yeah it was a while you couldn't take him down it was no. insane the no. great best wrestlers couldn't take him down mm -hmm. one day guess what happened he hit he the mat uh -huh. he hit the mat it's going to happen even to the greatest. Yeah, but I don't think he was down for long. Right. Which is interesting. He came up quick. He ended up winning it and yep. all that. Yeah. But he trained. He prepared for it. And we have got to train and prepare for the failures. Expect them to come. Go into the matches and the battles. Yes. Knowing that the failures are going to come, we're going to hit the mat. Yep. It's how I, I think of... Was it? I think I think it was Rocky Three, where he got hit, kind of spun around, kind of buckled down, and immediately just sprung back up. Maybe it was maybe it was four. Four. It was, was four. four. It was oh, four. Yeah. Against the Russian. Yeah. Oh yeah. Hit spun around. His legs kind of twisted, Drago. and he started to drop a little bit, and he just spun around and came right back up. Boom. You. you this is this is from. Ex wisdom or uh, experience of life. This is from mm -hmm. um, failures already. He had already failed many times by that point, and also been victorious many times. It, I, that there was, I'll just give it. I'll just share a thing that mm -hmm. was a personal experience. Yeah, with uh, that was suggested to be brought up. Carrie loved it, and she was like, "That's that's failure right there." At, at, here a few years ago, I was in a lot of therapy with my counselor, Tammy. And um, the first 
either the first or the second session, we went over the subject of, um, he, she gave me these, these few papers and said that there was a bunch of words on them that said, what do you, what do you relate to most of these words? Mm-hmm. And they were all words that were not good. Mm-hmm. You know, words like a failure was in there and, um, uh, angry mm-hmm. or sad or depressed mm-hmm. and all the, all the words, man, I, I went through all the words and she's like, circle the three that matter the most or whatever, mm-hmm. or that you feel com- connected with the most. The word that I came across after going through them, I, I came across one word and it summed it all up for me. And the word was defective because everything about my life felt brother like it was like I didn't fit in with others at all and it made me feel defective like what's wrong with me what's wrong that I am so daggum different from all the people around me Mm -hmm. and it was miserable for years and it finally culminated in you know I had that uh I had a failed marriage and um that didn't help the feeling at all. Mm-hmm. I was like, well, maybe if I was more that tougher guy or that meaner guy, maybe my marriage would have been easier because she might not, she might have taken it different. And, um, of course I knew that was silly. That's yeah, not Christ-like. The, yeah. So I knew that was silly, but a part of me wondered. And so when I came across that word defective for all the things in my entire life at that point, I just felt like I, my wires were crossed wrong. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, we, we ended up working through it. And what I ultimately came to the realization was, was Gabe, you're uniquely made. You're not supposed to look like everybody else. And they're not supposed to look like each other too, either. We all seem to find it easiest to do that, but it doesn't, that's not what you are. And so that, that feeling of failure was ultimately crushed in me Mm -hmm. because it took the time to realize I'm uniquely Mm -hmm. made and I'm supposed to be. Yeah. You're created to be who God created you to Mm -hmm. be and to do what God created you to do. Yeah. Not to do what God created Stan to do. Not what God created Carrie to do. Not what God created me to do. I'm not y'all. And when you're comparing yourself to others... And that's a good point to their places in life, to their achievements, their successes, which again, and that's another good point. If you're looking at other people's successes, you're only seeing what they want you to see. Sure. They're not throwing their failures out there for the whole world to see because they're not on a podcast like we are where we do that all the time. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) They're not, people in general, especially in the age of social media, are not... Like, hey, guys, check out my failure. What do you think? How many likes can I get off this? Today's my worst. Yeah. No. They're putting out their best show. Sure. People get prepped up to go, you know, I think back in the days of, let's say, family pictures. Mm -hmm. Do you go there and look in your worst? No way. No. Why? What? You want to show these pictures to people, right? You want people to see these pictures. You want them to see you at your best. Yeah. That's the truth when you're in public, too. People are generally putting on their best image depending on the crowd that they're around. Mm -hmm. So we're not going to see everything. We're not going to see their failures unless we're really close to them. The closer you get somebody, the more you see their failures. The more they're real with you, they open up to you. Mm -hmm. We all have our different failures. The most successful person you see in your life Whoever's sitting here listening to this show right now, think of the most successful person you know in your life, and you may or may not be close enough to them to to know what their failures are, but I promise you they have them. Mm-hmm. Because again, of the quote-unquote 200 heroes in the Bible, mm-hmm. all but one failed. Yeah. And guess what? We're not told to lean on any of those. That's right. We're told only to lean on the one. Yes. Why? Because God so loved the world that he gave his only 
begotten Son. Only. Oh, that's good. That whosoever believed in him would not yep. perish. Talking about hope, mm-hmm. but have everlasting life. Mm-hmm. Stand on that. That's the only one we can stand on. Mm-hmm. We stand on him. Faith, hope, and love. Yeah. The greatest of these is love. Embrace the love. Philippians 4. Yeah. All things positive. Think yeah. on these things. Right? Dude, I want to roar oh, right now. I mean... Right into this mic. We, we've got to train. We've got to train. Like he said earlier, we've got to train ourselves yeah. to... I'm, I'm brain farting. What's the... What were the three words that we were talking about a little bit ago? Uh... The Lord has not given me a spirit of fear, but a love. Thank you. Power, power love, sound, sound mind. mind. Thank you. <laughs> yes. Power, love, sound mind. Power, love, sound mind. Power, love, sound mind. Yep. Yep. In the moment. For me, that's what those words keep pounding. Yep. Me. Yep. Get up. Let's go. Look up. Don't ever give up. Keep pounding. Yep. Y'all heard that. You heard that. <laughs> <laughs> that one was me. That wasn't us hitting the mat. (laughs) (laughs) I was pounding the table. Boom. Well, that was good stuff. Yeah. Um, Guys, we're about to say a quick prayer. I do want to remind you, Miles Barfield asked me to remind you to please uh, like our, like us and follow us on, on uh, iTunes, on, on Amazon, on Spotify, Podbean, like us, follow us, rate us and, and uh, leave a comment. You know, yeah. Uh, be truthful about it. Let us know what you think. The truth, Shall but but it'll help us to get our to get the show uh, to appear more in the algorithms and to to show up in the search engines better stuff. and all that good kind all of stuff. So, stuff. if you would do that and then share us on social media, Please. we would sure appreciate it. Let's pray, Gabe. Let's do it. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this beautiful day that you've blessed us with. God, we thank you that you have given us not a spirit of fear but of power, love, and a sound mind. Please help us to recover from our failures quickly, and please help us to learn from them when we do so that we can better represent you. Lord God, we love you. We worship you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel. somebody staring at you.